Hello, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and I've got Sonny here beside me on the couch. He's just cuddling in and snuggling in for a nice little talk chat with you guys. And um, today's topic is Victorian letters, old Victorian. Hi, Holly. That's the African Grey over there. So excited. We are doing a podcast together. So yes, that is little Holly Fluffers. And uh, not to be confused with Mr. Flufferpants, who is uh, Sunshine, my little Maltese pup. And uh, we are all here gathered together to talk with you today about Victorian writing, Victorian handwriting, Victorian letter writing. What's it all about? Why is it so fascinating? And hey, yes, yes, Holly. Hey, it is exciting and it is fascinating. Um, I've been going through a lot of my old papers, my old collections of old ephemera, old antique papers, old, old uh, handwritten Uh, documents and I've come across so many fabulous Victorian handwritten letters and yes yes you are extra chatty today yes I'm sure the people love your demonstration of a smoke alarm and I think he has it down pat yes yes he does you you have that down perfectly Hollywood absolutely perfectly so so let's delve a little bit deeper into Victorian times way back when think candlelight and wondrous writing papers and magnificent pens, whether they be a dipping pen or a quill pen or or a fountain pen, depending on the time period used. Yes, you like the fountain pen? Oh, you don't like the quill pen idea. Oh, I think that's what it was. He's not, he's not fancying the feathered pen. I wonder why. <laughs> um, so when you're thinking about a letter in Victorian times. One of the first things you might notice if you come across one of these in an antique shop or a, or a consignment or thrift shop or at the flea market or some auction somewhere, um, you may come across a beautiful paper that's a little bit aged in color. It may have a beautiful, rich, dark caramel color or a soft vanilla cream color or a stark white or maybe an antique white or a winter white paper. And these papers are generally luscious. They're a little bit, I would say, thick, thicker than our normal copy paper. Uh, and they are soft, generally velvety. Uh, they have a, uh, a, a lovely finish on them. And there's something to feel in the hand. They are wonderful. They have a little bit of weight in them. Some of the magnificence about them is that uh, the way they used to fold the letter, and they would fold it up upon itself to make its own little envelope. This was a common practice done in the 1860s to maybe the 1890s, um, where you could forego having an envelope, where your letter would actually become the envelope. And uh, there were certain ways to fold it, and you could seal it with sealing wax to keep it closed. Um, and these were uh, posted, put right into the post box, or uh, dropped off at the post office, or collected by the mail collector. And um, they were sent. And wouldn't it be wonderful to play with that again, to be able to write letters in Victorian style? Uh, it doesn't even matter if you're... It, it doesn't even matter if your handwriting is beautiful. You don't have to have beautiful calligraphy. Um, it's just about actually taking the time to write someone a handwritten letter. Yes, yes, you would like to write someone a handwritten letter, Holly? And who would that be to? Anybody Anybody in particular? 
Oh, you have someone in mind? Okay, fine. All right. Well, he's uh, very verbal today, or he's very uh, um, present with the vocalizations. <laughs> um, life at our house, life at our house. Yes, yes, that's life at our house. So, um, yeah, what a uh, wonderful thing to be able to revive the art of letter writing again when it was exciting. And uh, I need to pull out my my wax seal gizmo. You know, I, I found, you know, I actually found it at, at Goodwill and um, brought it. I've never used it. I've never made one. I really, I need to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. I wonder if you can do one with a crayon. I wonder if that would work. I don't know. I'll have to play with that. Maybe we'll do a video on that. Yes, you would like a video on that, Holly? Okay, I'm writing that down. Okay, writing it down right now. Wax seal question mark crayon. Okay, I will try. Um, now, it's also important to consider not only the color of the paper that you're writing on, if you're going for a Victorian-style paper, um, which is generally white or cream uh, uh, or off-white. You want to use a good quality pen, something that is uh, um, a proper writing pen, as they say, something that you could actually sit down and design a letter to somebody that is meaningful and uh, you wouldn't want to use a quick Bic pen or something like that. Um, you can, of course you can, but if you want the full rich experience of it, try a fountain pen, try a calligraphy pen, try a quill pen, try a dipping pen, try something you don't normally try. Um, I've never really been able to master the fountain pen, but I want to practice at this more because I think there is fun to be had and, um, it looks I, it must be able to be done. Others have done it. It can't be that hard. I will I will retry. I will retry and roll up the sleeves and retry. I have several fountain pens, and um, um, I'm probably doing something wrong. I'll have to watch a few YouTube videos on how to write with a fountain pen. Yeah. Holly agrees that that is a good idea, apparently. And, um, you know, then you want to pick the color of your ink. Um, are you going to use a special color? Are you going to use black, brown? Uh, green, apparently red. You don't use red. Don't use red for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, you know, it would be nice to do gold. Although the, I think the Victorians thought gold was a bit garish. Um, and uh, maybe it's hearkening back to the Baroque time where things were very heavily gilded and maybe they wanted to think of themselves as different and more progressive and not as ostentatious. Um, but if you're so inclined to use a gold ink, wouldn't that be just so fascinating? I think it would be absolutely fascinating. I would go for it. And, uh, since there are no rules, <laughs> um, and we're just using flavors of Victorian times, you can design these any way you like. Yes. If you want to use gold, you use gold. My husband loves to use, he has a habit of changing ink colors every year. And, uh, honey, what color of ink are you using this year? red oh he's using red well there you go i'm going to tell him that little story about victorian times i don't think he knows it i will share it with him um and then um you may want to venture into the world of calligraphy fancy schmancy handwriting that's right with 
uh, swirls and swizzles and dark and heavy and bold lines and then light upstrokes and dark downstrokes and the curly cues of, of uh, you know, amazement. Um, and there's so many ways that you can learn and practice how to do that. There's wonderful YouTube videos. There's also so many books that you can pick up that uh, teach you how to do different styles of calligraphy. And there are more styles of calligraphy than than Holly has feathers. Um, and so you can spend your days working on your script. And wouldn't that be just wonderful? Very commonly in the Victorian times, the letters were signed uh, yours or yours truly or yours sincerely, uh, something along those lines. And the proper way of writing it would be to put the person's name, their town, and uh, their proper name and their town and uh, the date in the, um, I think, believe, I believe it's the upper right corner. And then you formally address them at the beginning of the letter. Uh, if it's a friend, then you can more commonplace, commonly address them in the letter. Um, and it's very considerate. It's considered considerate and proper breeding and proper etiquette to use up all of the space on the page. Because that means that you garnered value in that person's mind as they spent the time filling the page with thoughts that were just meant for you. If you love a left a big blank gap, that meant hmm, maybe they just weren't interested in carrying on the conversation with you. So it was considered rude not to fill the page. So then you go ahead and you fill your page. Yes. Now in a traditional Victorian letter that was only one page long, you would fold that up and that would become your envelope. Or you could use a second page to work as your envelope and uh, I'm, I'm going to do that in a video and show um, how to fold a letter into an envelope itself and then put the seal on. Oh, that'll be so much fun, won't it? Yes, we'll have, we'll have lots of fun. But uh, just thinking about, um, you know, the different things that you can do uh, with um, the letters. Uh, you know, you could send them to friends and family. You could start a little letter guild, uh, maybe where you would write each other once a month in an old Victorian style. And maybe you would read it in candlelight. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, I think that would be just wonderful. And uh, there would be so much, so much intrigue and so much fun. Oh, and what would be extra special is if you wrapped the letter in brown twine. Yes, yes, that was a common common thing that was done as well. Um, do you remember the old packages that used to be wrapped in parcel twine? Well, it was um, along the same idea where you would wrap the letter. To It was a means of keeping the letter together because they didn't have a lot of fa fancy glues and uh, adhesives for envelopes at the time like we do today. So they were creative and resourceful, and they came up with ways to close their letters. So it, it was really kind of a fascinating thing. Um, you know, um, many of these letters traveled by horseback to uh, uh, the merchants or the friends or wherever they were traveling to and fro. And, um, and many went on ships and back over to Europe. Uh, 
maybe people were writing family members back there. And oh, hello, Sunshine brought me a, a lovely, lovely piece of celery you have procured from your dog bowl. Yes, he uses celery to clean his teeth. There you go, clean your teeth. There you go, go chew on the celery. And, um, uh, you know, it is just, um, I, I mean, let's, the letter writing has begun way before the Victorian time, so you can explore what older letters look like as well. And um, it's very interesting when you look at Leonardo da Vinci's handwriting, and it had a certain style and a certain font in the way he worked with the text. And you look at Victorian calligraphy styles and what they look like. And it's just all so rich and wonderful. And if, if, you, if you just have a little time in your day, just peruse, just research, just go look at these things. Um, even if you never get them in your hands, if you can, you can look at them online. And there's beautiful examples to look at online. Um, look at Victorian letters or Leonardo uh, da Vinci's handwriting, something like that. Maybe you'll get lucky enough to get an old book page with something like that on it. Wouldn't that be fabulous and wonderful and fascinating and intriguing? And, uh, you know, there's just, there's just no end to the excitement. When, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. He's knocking over my phone charger. That's okay. Just don't chew on the cord, okay? All right. Oh, he, he wants... Okay, let me, let me just give you... Here, let me toss this. Here, you want to go get this? Look, look, look. There. Go get it. Sometimes I'll toss some of his kibble. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pull across the floor and it becomes a big game and he wants to go and chase it. Go get us, honey. Now you're back with the celery. He knows I'm doing something and he wants to know what's gone. Do you want to say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, this is really a wonderful thing. And um, there's just so much magic about it. Okay, so let's take a quick peek at what Wikipedia has to say about Victorian letter-writing guides. Uh, it says, a, le- a letter's physical appearance, in addition to content, was a key concern for letter-writing guides. For men, they advocated as plain paper as could be made available, and for women, a light spritz of perfume was sometimes acceptable. Oh, remember that? We would spritz our letters with perfume. Well, I, maybe we don't remember that. Maybe we do. Maybe we spritzed a few in our day. Other sources, however, disagreed and suggested that high outward ornamentation, such as ribbons and flowery drawings and interesting colors, could be used by females. But part of this may have been the date of the guide, as vogue changed by the decade. Earlier in the century, ribbons were very popular, but fashion changed to heavy cream paper in the 1880s, and then monogrammed letterheads by the end of the 19th century. So that would be like 1899. Um, the manner of the sealing of the letter was also changed over the course of the years. Originally, it had been wax wafers and dried gum. But as time went on, colored wax became more prevalent, the use of which was dictated by social conventions. Black wax, wa- black wax was always associated with mourning, but red wax was to be used in letters between men, particularly those dealing with business, and letters from men to women. Hmm, 
Women were free to use a range of colors, no matter the correspondent. Even ink was hotly debated, though all sides agreed on bold black ink. Blue was sometimes suggested as an alternative, and all other colors shunned, though most letter-writing guides acknowledged that they once had been in fashion. Very interesting, isn't it? It's just fascinating, all this this, uh, uproar and ruckus about... Uh, letter writing and how it had to be done appropriately and according to, you know, etiquette and and uh, plan and and uh, you were almost um, it was revealed your level of uh, class or a level of education by the way you wrote your letters. Um, another little tidbit about matrimonial letters. The caution about appearance in letters was doubly stressed in matrimonial letters. Even as women and men were encouraged to still write from the heart, men were warned against complimenting their chosen bride too heavily as it seemed insincere. Rather, their moral traits and the feminine virtue of indifference were set as prime subjects to appreciate in marriage proposal. Women, meanwhile, were urged not to be too unguarded in their letters, even in the acceptance of a proposal, to only thank and address the man's moral qualities. Love letters did not end in quote-unquote love, but more frequently simply as ever your friend. Remember that. (laughs) That's a good thing to tuck into your hat. And uh, keep in mind, as you are penning your papers, uh, it's fascinating when somebody writes a letter and then sends it and it's also fascinating when somebody many years later maybe a decade later maybe two maybe 100 years or more later comes across that letter and is able to peek back in time to see just what life was like where history was captured and it was real and it was written down and it was shared and uh, that's the magic of what we have today and um, because many of the, the instruments that we use today will cause our thoughts to potentially disappear or not be shared as easily uh, many moons down the road who knows if emails will be as easily found 100 years from now or will they just vanish I don't even know where half my emails are, (laughs) you know, from five years ago, 10 years ago. I don't even know how I'd find them. I had several different computers along the way, and somehow nothing ever gets transferred over completely. So what will we lose because of our grand form of technology? Um, Maybe it's time we penned a few more letters and took the time to capture the thoughts, the old school way, the old fashioned way, the old Victorian way. And write those thoughts down and send them off to a friend, family member, business partner, loved one, uh, whoever, or maybe even to yourself. Wouldn't that be fun to write a letter, post it, send it to yourself, and then receive it? Wouldn't that be neat? (laughs) I have a crazy idea, right? Um, And uh, then save it. And there's something about letters that people do tend to save them. There's something meaningful and special and heartwarming And uh, it reaches into the heart and soul of the receiver that somebody actually took the time to sit down and write a letter. 
So I hope this gives you some ideas on maybe writing a letter of your own and uh, maybe we can have some fun uh, learning and uh, viewing some Victorian letters and seeing how they folded them and maybe some of them uh, were turned into envelopes. We can take a look at that and uh, we can go from there and just play and frolic. So let me write that down. Victorian letter video yes because uh there's magic in those sheets and we will find it so i hope you're having an amazing day um all of our love from sunny and holly and leonardo and um happy and papa and myself we wish you all an amazing time thank you so much for spending time together and thank you so much for listening to this podcast um and uh if uh, you are relatively new welcome aboard if you've been here a while i'm so happy to know that you're here and we're having fun together and um remember i have a monthly emailed newsletter if you're uh it's free you get a free digital image uh, plus a whole other host of uh, things that come to you every month. It's a once a month uh, newsletter that comes. And also um, I have an Etsy shop where I have vintage digi kits as well as ephemera collections. And also some journals and journal bundles. Just depends. You never know what's going to be there. I pop things in by surprise. Sometimes I make big announcements or sometimes I just slip things in there. So go on by and take a peek and see what you might find. And also I have an Amazon store if you're looking for my favorite tools and supplies please check out my amazon store link it's called the paper outpost amazon store if you google that it will come up and um, um, i have a facebook group we're doing weekly and monthly challenges along with uh, seeing what you folks make from the videos that i post and uh, i'm just being massively inspired by all your wondrous creations so thank you so much for that and sharing your your ideas with us And um, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. And remember that fun can be simple. And create with reckless abandon, everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.